We are back with another quick transition podcast. Today, we're going over fantasy football quarterbacks, who to draft, and when to draft them. We're looking at our rankings on the quick transition Instagram. Go check them out. We ranked the top 30 guys to draft, and we broke them up into tiers. Again, I'm joined by Max and Gavin, fantasy football experts, and today we're going to keep it going and help prepare you for the NFL draft. Guys, how are we feeling with our draft pretty much a week away? I'm excited. Preseason's almost over. Getting uh, away from the injuries, roster uh, depth chart moves. We're locking it in. We're on the final stretch here. Yeah, we are, Gavin. Are you ready? Are you ready for football? I'm looking to take a ring this year. Looking to, looking to come home with some hardware. Um, I think I can get it done. Is there any better feeling than winning your fantasy football league? I mean, there's definitely, there's definitely a few few better feelings. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's out there, though. Superficial things, though. I think that, I think that wins it. Five. Quarterbacks going from 1 to 10. Patty Mahomes, obviously, he's going to be the first quarterback off the board in every draft, or at least he should be. Josh Allen, 2. Kyler Murray, 3. Then we have Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, now on the Rams, Justin Herbert, 9, and Tom Brady, 10. Guys, that's our first tier. Who do we like? Who do we not like? I really like uh, Josh Allen and Kyler Murray. I had them both last year, and they're just mobile quarterbacks, and I feel like they're going to build on what they did last year. They have good offenses around them, a lot of weapons, a lot of elite weapons. I mean, you, you could argue they have the one and two receivers in the NFL, but yeah. Diggs and Hopkins. Yeah, I mean, so I like them a lot. And then you got the rushing upside too, so you can't really yeah. miss with those two. Great fantasy quarterbacks. And the thing about those guys is that they were drafted in like the eighth round or later last year, and now they're going to be probably two of the top three quarterbacks coming off the board. Is there anyone that stands out to you on there, Gavin? Matty Stafford. Former dog. I was talking about this in the last one, but I think he's been underrated his entire career. And the things that he does on a week-to-week basis are almost as good as Mahomes. And I think I think you're going to see that this year because he's finally on a good team. But one guy I don't really love here is Herbert. I think he might have a little bit of a sophomore slump. And if you look at all the teams that all these guys are on, he's probably on the worst team. So... I do agree there. Yeah, there's definitely a trend in this first tier. Each guy is on pretty solid offense. Um, and I like Matthew Stafford, too. He's probably my sleeper in this tier. Mm-hmm. Obviously, go dogs, But I think Stafford has been an MVP quarterback playing on a shitty team his whole NFL career. Yeah. I mean, the Lions are about as bad as you can get. Um, and now that he's on the Rams, I mean, he has three solid receivers that he's going to have. And... You know Sean McVay is going to be setting him up for success. Now we're going to move on to the second tier. Ryan Tannehill, Jalen Hurts, Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Matt Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tua Tagovailoa, and Sam Darnold. These are the guys that you're going to be able to get pretty late in your draft, but there's some upside to all of them. Except for maybe Matt Ryan. Who do you like, Max? <laughs> I'm a big, I've always been a big Tannehill guy. Um, he's just super underrated. He's like a mini uh, Josh Allen, honestly, with the legs. Oh my he is. God. He, he had like seven <laughs> rushing touchdowns last year. That's true. He he's, is sneaky he's, fast. He's sneaky, mobile. Yeah. He's just big. Their too. play action game is big body. Insane. Guy. Yeah, big body. I think he's 
he's a lock for around twenty points a game, and then he'll give you those those thirty those thirty point performances. Those thirty pieces. Yeah, the thirty pieces every couple of weeks. Yeah. And yeah. they got the weapons. Then they just added Julio. You, yeah, that's true. Yeah, lost Corey Davis, added Julio Jones. I, I think, think that's a win for Tannehill. And I think other than other than Kirk and the Vikings, he by far is the best offense in this tier. It's not even close. Yes, I think that's fair. Um, that's Browns have a pretty good offense. Yeah, Browns too. Yeah. Browns have a solid offense, and Baker's one of those guys that it's like he could easily be a top ten quarterback, but he's falling pretty low on all like the mock draft projections. Uh, I think people don't really have trust in Baker, but the Browns could have a a playoff push this year if he plays well. Yeah, that was that was gonna be my guy in this tier. Um, Baker has the talent to be like in that top tier of quarterbacks, but like. I feel like he just hasn't really performed. What is it? Last two years. Yeah, they've got a great O line, but they're super run heavy. They are, yeah. Which well, takes away from his. They OBJ is back this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, they definitely have the guys. Um, I'm going with the twentieth person in our rankings and the last person in this tier. I'm representing my Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold, I think, is going to have a great breakout year coming from the Jets. Sorry, Gavin, but he, did, he, didn't, he didn't do much in New York. I think he's joining a great offense. Um, I mean, obviously, the Panthers will be firing the ball um, with their new OC, Joe Brady, who came from LSU two years ago. Sam Darnold, I think that he could just have a breakout more. You got DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, um, Christian McCaffrey, obviously, in the backfield. I think he's going to be a great guy to have like as a backup quarterback, and we'll see if he can have a breakout year. Um, but I think, like we said, all these guys definitely have that breakout potential. Now we're going to guys with a little less potential. These guys, you're probably not going to draft unless you really see something, um, but they're definitely going to be waiver-wire additions throughout the year. At 21, Justin Fields, then Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, a lot of young guys there. Big Ben, he's not really a young guy anymore. Derek Carr, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Cam Sham Newton, and now finishing us off is Jameis Winston. Are any of these guys, are you going to have your eye on any of these guys either in the draft or in the waiver wire soon? I think they're more of a past eighth round uh, like type of Hail Mary pick. But like these are some of the guys that can honestly win you your league. Like two years ago, this is where Lamar was sitting. Yeah. Last year, Kyler was kind of there. Josh Allen was kind of there. Yeah, but someone that stands out for me is probably Fields mm-hmm. and Lance. Fields and Lance. Lance's offense is crazy good. They have Kyle Shanahan. Easy one of the best offensive minds in the league. He's looked. Uh, Lance has looked good in preseason. Mm-hmm. Fields has looked a little shaky, and he, I feel like Fields is kind of like a Hurts, a Hurts type of guy. Yeah, they're similar. They got the rushing yeah. upside, but you, and there's question marks. I'm gonna bring this over to the New York Jets fan. Zach Wilson has looked pretty good in the preseason too, Gavin. Yeah, he um, in his like efficiency ranks among first round rookie quarterbacks, he's either first or tied for first in turnovers, um, sacks, yards per attempt, completion percentage, and average time to throw. So, I mean, he's looked just as good as anyone in the preseason. I don't know if their offense has the the power for him to be like a significant fantasy quarterback. Maybe in a few years. But I think the only guy that could really break out in this this um, tier is Fields because he just has that like, superstar potential. Yeah. 
or he can just make that offense good. The Bears announced today that Andy Dalton will have the start for week one. I think that's they can just kind of work fields into um, the starting rotation. They don't want to overwhelm him in his yeah. first ever NFL game, but I do think he'll be starting by week four, and he oh, will not. A little, little Flacco, uh, Lamar Jackson situation. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So those are our rankings. Like I said, you can check them out on the Quick Transition Instagram. Now we're going to a little segment we made for this certain pod. It's called This or That, and I'm going to have you all pick a quarterback. <laughs> I'll give you two. You tell me which one you like. Up first, we have Tom Brady or Ryan Tannehill. Max, who do you like here? I like Tannehill just from a fantasy perspective with the rushing and the rushing touchdowns and the offense they're in. I'm just I'm taking Tannehill. I don't know when Brady's gonna fall off the cliff. It might it might be next year, probably not. But I feel like Tannehill's safer a safer option at this point in his career. I'm gonna disagree with you. I think Tom Brady is a safer bet. Um, I just think he has so many weapons on offense. You know what you're getting from him just because he's gonna do his homework. He's been in every situation ever before, and he's just a winning quarterback. And the Buccaneers are favorite to win the Super Bowl, and I want to have the Super Bowl quarterback on my team. I like Tom Brady. Gavin, what about you? I'm going to agree with you, Tom Brady. Um, I think that team is just so good that how can he not be a good fantasy quarterback? Like, he just, like, everyone, every wide receiver on that team can get open and catch mm-hmm. them. Like, that's just how it is. When you have Antonio Brown as your <clears throat> third string wide receiver, you exactly. know you're doing something right. All right, now going to a little. Um, more younger option, Joe Burrow in his second year, or the rookie out of Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence. Who do we like here? Uh, I'm for sure going Burrow. Their weapons are crazy good. There's definitely offensive line questions for the Bengals, but from what Burrow looked like last year, he looked solid. Trevor Lawrence, the offense is shaky. ETN's out for the season, and I just don't think Erwin Meyer's going to be successful as a head coach in the NFL. If I have to draft one of these two guys, I'm going with the guy who's had NFL experience 10 times out of 10, and that's Joe Burrow. Um, He didn't have his best year last year, but he definitely showed a lot of upside. I think Joe Burrow could be in store for a breakout season, um, and he could be a sleeper quarterback this year. Yeah, I'm going to go with Burrow too. I mean, it might take Lawrence a few weeks to get into the swing of things, and those few weeks of him... Maybe not having as many points, that's big in the, like, the scheme of things, but um, I think Burrow just having that, that year of NFL experience and the torn ACL, he's going to come back with a little bit of a vengeance this year, a chip on his shoulder, so I think he's, he definitely will be a better quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to do something that might be a little hot topic for our Dolphins fan, Max, but these two guys are going to be right there next to each other in the draft projections. That's Tua Tagovailoa, who Miami decided to keep, or Ryan Fitzpatrick, the magic man who's now in Washington. They let him walk. Yeah, I love, I love them both, but <laughs> I just am hammering Tua insanely oh hard. We've seen, we've seen <laughs> Fitzpatrick's ceiling. The guy's been in the league for 15-plus um, years. We've seen what he can do. Tua, I mean, the sky's the limit for this guy. He could be a top-ten quarterback. Or he could be a bottom quarterback. He could, he could be benched. He All right, could. let me let well, me. Well, when you're you... taking a quarterback yeah. this late in the draft, you need the bo- you need the the boom potential. That's true, but let me let me give you a scenario here. Tua rolling out, they're on the three yard line, linebacker right in front of him, or 
Fitzpatrick, same situation. Who's going to put their shoulder down and get into the end zone? We both know the answer to that. That's going to be Fitzpatrick. I, I, <laughs> I think that's a valid argument, <clears throat> but I don't think that's the uh, type of player Tua is and yeah, the type I mean, of fantasy points you're going to be getting from him. I think with Fitzpatrick, you're getting uh, two to four interceptions a game. That's true. <laughs> that's that true. true. Can't, cannot deny. Yeah. But he's probably going to throw the ball probably 40 times. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, one more. This one is going to be another young one. And guys that you're we're really looking to just be a sleeper on um, whether you draft them late or you just pick them up. Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Max, we know that you like Fields. I actually don't. Really? Yeah, I'd rather take Lance. Okay. I, before, the, before the NFL draft, I said whichever quarterback goes to the Niners, I think is going to be the most successful. And I'm still yeah, sticking. They just have the best I'm team. still sticking to yeah. that. Yeah, they just hurt last year. Yep. Um, That's my. Time. I'm gonna go with Fields though, just because I think he can create so much out of nothing. Like we saw at Ohio State, like if the play breaks down, like he can he can get out of the pocket, move, make a completion. I mean, Trey Lance can do the same thing. I, I mean, I don't think anyone any of I've us really been, saw him play in college. Like he's watching North Dakota State, yeah. but. Um, I don't know. I just, I just am really high on Fields. There's a reason that Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers traded up to the number three pick in this year's draft and drafted Trey Lance. They obviously see something in this guy, yeah, and I think that we should give that some credit. Mm-hmm. But Fields has looked good as well. It's going to be interesting to see how these rookies shake out um, because, I mean, next year we're going to be looking at these quarterback rankings, and it's going to be completely shaken up. There's going to be guys that were drafted later, even picked up, that are going to be a top three pick. I mean, look at Kyler Murray. Look at Josh Allen. I mean, Lamar Jackson was the clear number one pick two years ago. Now he's dropped down to four. So we'll see who the guys are this year. Don't always think that the rankings on the ESPN draft app are going to be exactly how it is and that you need to get the guy that's the next best quarterback for projected fantasy points. Don't be afraid to branch out and draft a guy that you just see potential in. Um, I don't know. I've already done one of my drafts, and and Joe Burrow is my quarterback, so maybe I'm just trying to make myself feel better. Anyways. There's always diamonds in the rough in quarterback every year. There's always some diamonds in the rough. Yeah. There's three or four guys that go way above their projected. Yeah. And that's why I'm a big component of the um, draft two quarterbacks. Each year, you always got to have two quarterbacks on your team just because you never know. One could end up being one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I had Josh Allen last year. That's exactly what he did for me. I had Lamar Jackson the year before that. Got both of those guys really late, and look how that turned out. So wrapping up here, I'm going to ask you a little question that's a little less related to fantasy football strategies, but more something that honestly is more important because it gives some motivation during the season. What is the best or what is your favorite fantasy punishment for the guy that gets in last um, I've never implemented this in my leagues but it sounds like a really good idea it's take the SAT or ACT and then set a certain score that they have to get and if you don't get it you have to keep taking it until you get that uh, score that's just that's just fucking yeah, sucks. It, it's like just such that, a pain that's so especially like early. you have to pay money to go yeah, and take yeah that gets expensive <laughs> yeah. that's, that's horrible it's, yeah. it's a tough one it's ruthless yeah, RIP to anyone listening who has SAT coming up, and that's not a fantasy punishment. Um, I'm going with the good old Waffle House fantasy punishment. I have heard about it, I've never done it, but I really want it to make someone that I know go through this pain if they get in last place. It is going and sitting in a Waffle House for 24 consecutive hours. You can subtract an hour 
for each waffle you eat. Um, you can that's a strategic game. You can eat twelve waffles and just throw throw up and be out of there in twelve hours, or you could just sit through the pain, be there for twenty hours, eat four waffles. I just think that is a brutally easy fun punishment for everyone that's not the one sitting in the waffle house yeah i've witnessed it in a it was like over 10 hours 12 waffles and it's it's miserable it's not good that's funny though yeah and then like your the rest of your league can come join you like late late at night i mean they're only gonna stay for an hour because who wants to be in a waffle house for more than an hour but yeah you gotta take shifts yeah, yeah. yeah. just going to make sure the kid's still there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. verify the waffles that have been consumed yeah maybe go yeah exactly All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Football Experts on the Flick Transition. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for wide receivers coming next.